Hello, ladies, and welcome to another episode of the Forever Love Podcast. I am your host and relationship coach, Lily Matonguiza, and I have a very special challenge for you. We are going to do a 31-day detox from our social media apps and devices in general so that you can get out there and start meeting people in real life. Because here's the thing, if you are one of these people, and I'm saying this quite generally because meeting people using a dating app and meeting people in real life is about 50-50. Your odds are equally good no matter which option you choose. The problem with meeting people in the real world is that we are so digitally connected that it can be really hard to pull ourselves away from all of the online distractions. That's why in March, I am encouraging you to come on a journey with me on a digital detox so that you can really show up for your life, for your love life, and meet people that encourage you, inspire you, and connect you. We want to create those meaningful connections, and the best way to do that in the real world is by putting away the tech. So I'm going to give you all the details and instructions, and I'm going to encourage you to join me on this 31-day challenge. I have a very special offer for you that's going to give you daily encouragement, tips, and assistance to get this done and really make the most of your March, because we're doing it in March, and enjoy this time away from your screen. So let's get started. Okay, so I am so glad that you are here today. This is a really important thing for us to talk about. And even though I'm going to share with you some information you probably already know, like you've heard these statistics before, you understand the concept of them, I want you to really think about how and why it might be affecting your love life. So we know that our screens and our digital technology are have become an extension of us. When people meet you online, they are meeting your profile more than they are meeting you. And so we're like forced to represent ourselves online in ways that are sometimes quite inauthentic. And we know that. So we also assume that other people's lives, especially of those that we're interested in are semi-inauthentic as well. I mean, we're hiding behind all the filters and all the language. We're only putting up our best photos. We're taking our pictures from very specific angles that bring out the best and don't show the dirty laundry piles in the corners. And, you know, we seem to have things more put together than we actually do. And we start to create these illusions of what other people's lives are like based on what we see of them online. I am sure that you all have a specific idea. I'd be so curious to hear what you think my life is like based on the fact that you listen to me every week and I tell you about my life in Africa and I'd, I would love to know because the reality of it is extremely different 
from what you perceive. I've talked to my clients over and over again, and they're like, Lily, but you don't understand because you have this amazing man who just loves you all the time and you never fight with him. And it's just amazing. And if you have that kind of support in your life, you can do anything. I'm like, well, he is amazing. And he's very supportive, but there are so many days when I feel like I have no idea what I'm doing. Um, Lots of imposter syndrome, lots of doubt, lots of self-deprecation and all of that because I'm human and so are you. And we all experience that level of like, I don't know what I'm doing and this isn't working no matter what we're trying to do. The advantage that I have with you is that I know where you're headed. I know that you want a godly marriage. I know that a Christ-centered relationship is really important to you. And since I've traveled that road and I love the mission that you're on, I believe marriage is a mission. It is our first ministry when we come together as a couple. Our marriage is our first ministry. It's really important. And so I study it. I am intensely devoted to understanding love and relationships because I value them so much. And this isn't all stuff that I've learned through experience. It's stuff that I've acquired through dedication and study and devotion to this craft. Coaching you to be a godly wife is my craft. And so I I put all my heart and soul into this work day after day, reading all the books, learning all the skills so that I can serve you to the highest at the highest level. So What I want for you this month coming up in March is for you to be able to take a break. And I believe that March is a great time for this. I think that we have this, you know, usually a lot of uh, religions are celebrating Lent and doing a lot of fasting. This is a great time when we crave Going back to the basics, we're coming into spring, depending where in the world you are. I mean, it's not exactly spring over here. We've we've been in beautiful, sunny, balmy weather for the last mm, 10 months, and it doesn't seem to be uh, changing anytime soon. But for those of you in the Northern Hemisphere, um, you're coming into your spring, you're coming out of the winter, and March is a beautiful time to really focus on creating new things and new relationships. But you've got to be out there sowing the seeds. And it's hard to sow the seeds when our thumbs, our lovely green thumbs, are all caught up on our screens, right? Swiping and scrolling and all of the things that we do, typing out our messages, clicking our cameras, all the things. So I want to offer that March 1st through the the, the through to the 31st, I'm getting tongue-tied here, is your digital detox for the express purpose of getting out into the real world and meeting people. Now, I'm saying people because that is the key to meeting your equally yoked partner. So often, we want to rush towards that one person. And we do not want to waste any time with anyone other than our godly husband. But the problem is that 
your godly husband is most likely going to be introduced to you through somebody else, especially if we're talking about real life connections. In the digital world, it's going to be a little different because you are directly interfacing with the individuals, but you are also um, working through a series of individuals. Everybody's got a circle of about 10 people they're talking to, and it's very uh you're competing for somebody's attention in a very distracted environment, not just against other people, like not just against the other women on the app, but everything else that is on his phone, which is vying for his attention. In the real world, you don't have that kind of um, compact, condensely grouped people to consider a relationship with You've got a person here and a person there and a person over there. And so it's through the connections, the authentic connections with the people around you and really expanding that circle. And I know a lot of you are going to immediately be like, but Lily, I can't do that. I live in a small town. I already know everybody. I already have all the connections that are available here. I'm in it. I'm in my church. I'm in my Bible study. I'm in all the things. There's there's no one left. I know everybody in town. Okay, try it anyway. I really want you to let this be a new season where you do new things. It is our assumptions that so often keep us stuck of like, I already know that. I've already done that. It won't work. It doesn't work. Been there, done that. Let go of that attitude. Challenge it. I really want to get under your skin here for a second. I know it's hard, especially when we're like, but I did it. Try it again. Take a deep breath and believe for a second that this time it could be different. What if I wasn't distracted by my phone? What if I was committed to just loving everybody I meet without expectation? And when I say that, I literally mean everybody. Like we're going to move into the depths of what it means to be a Christian and to love all the people and get out of your house and actively love them. Not conceptually. As Christians, we do this a lot. We conceptualize how we love everybody because everyone is easy to love when you're sitting in your bed watching Netflix. The world is so easy to love from there. But when you're actually in it, looking at all the people, doing all the things, it's a little bit more challenging. So try it. So I'm going to give you some tips and ideas on how to do this digital detox. And and I, I for those of you who are like superstars, you want to go all the way, I've got some extra extreme tips for you as well, because we really have to allow ourselves to experience boredom. That fear of boredom and fear of awkward feelings and discomfort is going to be your number one obstacle. So I want to say that right from the get-go. In order to do this effectively, you're going to have to feel bored and awkward and stupid and silly and frustrated and stressed. Because reality is, most of us are addicted to our tech. I, I know for myself, if I am watching a movie and in the movie, somebody else's phone makes a noise and I see the actor pick up their phone, I also have to automatically pick up my phone. 
I catch myself doing it all the time. It's ridiculous. If my husband's phone beeps or rings or dings, I pick up mine. I know that the call is for him, but I still have to pick up my phone and just see if I missed anything. Okay, so it's very uncomfortable to hear that ding and not react. I think I talked a few episodes back about how, um, you know, Pavlov's dogs were just trained to salivate at the sound of the bell. And we have been trained in the exact same way. We hear that little ding from Twitter and Instagram and Facebook and we're like, oh, better check my phone. So it's going to be very uncomfortable to ignore that, that thing, the thing, the ding, right? I want you to allow it to be uncomfortable. There is someone who said, um, one of the kindest things you can say to somebody who's going to go through a painful experience isn't like, it's okay, it'll be fine, don't worry about it. It's just to say, this is going to hurt, and I'm sorry. And that's what I want to offer to you, my friend. This is going to hurt. It's going to be uncomfortable. It's going to suck. And I'm sorry. And it's worth it. And the possibility of meeting an incredible man is very real. I cannot emphasize that enough. It is very possible that you could put away your distractions, whatever form they take, show up for love, and meet somebody incredible and have an amazing experience. And it's going to be 50-50. It's going to be totally awesome in some ways and terrible in other ways because ignoring things that are addictive, that we are addicted to, sucks. Just straight up sucks. We do not like it. It's same as if you were eliminating sugar and flour from your diet. Same as if you had to give up coffee or something else that you habitually use. It's going to be uncomfortable and totally worth it. So let's talk about some stats. The fact is most adults spend around 11 hours a day on their devices. And of course, a lot of that is going to be for work. Yes. But how much of it is just swiping, scrolling, watching reels, the little useless things that we do during that dead time? You know that like 15 to 10 to 15 minutes before a meeting, what do we do? Do we go and like put the laundry away? No, we scroll for a few minutes and we send a text message, right? We like pick up our phone, distract ourselves and call it being productive. I do this. I started this. I don't know when I was trying to be more time effective. And I remember being like, I need to get more data on my phone. This was a few years ago when like my kids were babies. And I was like, I need more data on my phone because while I'm waiting in line to check out the groceries, it would be so time effective if I could check my email and reply to something. So I'm going to be really smart and use this time wisely. This is not this has not been a good use of my time. This has not been productive getting things off my checklist done time. Never happened. What did I do? I got pulled into useless debates on Facebook and I started scrolling through reels. I don't know how much time I've wasted on reels. Personally, they are this black hole 
that is just, I'm like watching a stupid dog jump into the snow. And then I watch the exact same video with five different kinds of dogs over and over again. And suddenly two hours has gone by. And I'm like, how did that happen? I don't know. Am I the only one? I do not think so. Obviously, this is working on the masses for a reason. It's probably you too. Tell me. Tell me. I would love to have a chat about this. Um, but we're not going to be using Facebook in March. I have a Facebook group, a Facebook community where we all chat and talk about things. You can ask me questions, but you can't in March because I'm shutting it down for a month where I am I am offering what I am teaching, I am doing as I teach. Um, so I'm going to, I will not be participating in the Facebook group. You can still participate in the Facebook group, although I do not recommend it. I'm going to put out a little notice of like, hey, we're taking a month off. Please go out into the real world and meet people and come join our 31 day challenge because if you need support, I'm there for you in that way, but not in Facebook. It's going to be different. It's going to be a separate thing. It's going to have daily things for you to do and check off. And it's going to be on a website because I can't help you from the thin air. That's not going to work. So it's on a website and you'll have to come there, but it's not going to be on social media because we're taking a break from that. Anyways, so if you feel addicted, let's talk about the addiction part of our digital lives. What does that mean? What does it mean that we are addicted? The, the best way to summarize it is that we have this thought that I am out of control. And sometimes we're out of control and we're in denial. But most of us, when we realized, like, we're addicted to this stuff. And then what? What do we do? Especially when half of our stuff on our phone is actually necessary and half of it is junk food. Like we've got the meat and potatoes in there, but we've also got a whole lot of cotton candy and Skittles and gummy worms that are just clogging our system. So we have to be intentional about setting up our devices in a way that serves us. Think about yourself in the grand scheme of things. What do you want your technology to do for you? Okay. What do you want your phone to do for you? I want my phone to help me connect with you, right? That's why I originally got my phone. So I could connect with my husband and I can connect with you, my listener, because I love you and I love serving you. And since I'm in Zimbabwe and you're not, I needed a way to get in touch. So I use my phone to check with you on Facebook and set some stuff up. But the reality is I do most of my work work from my computer. So I can be honest about that and eliminate the apps on my phone that cause me a lot of distraction. Now, I'll tell you what's happened with me because I've done this a few times. I will delete all the social media apps. I'll get rid of Instagram. I'll get rid of Facebook, LinkedIn, whatever. They'll come off my phone and then I'll leave something on there like the news. Because I'm like, well, the news isn't something I'm overly addicted to. I don't check the news that often. It won't be a problem. But because I don't have my Facebook on there and I'm bored, suddenly I'm reading a lot of headlines, like a lot. And I'm like, oh, and it stresses me out. I'm like, I didn't know this was happening and this is happening. My goodness. And all of these terrible things are happening around the world all the time. And it's suddenly I'm stressed out about things that I never even used to read about. So be mindful of what you would use on your phone if you're 
main social media apps weren't there. And I'm talking a lot about social media apps because that's what I use. Obviously, since I'm married, I'm not on the dating apps. But for you, you're going to need to delete your dating apps. Take a break. 31 days, not going to be on the dating apps. Going to delete them all. And here's a pro tip that I highly recommend if this is going to be a major challenge for you. Get your friend to help you with this. Get her to sign in to your account, create a new password, and then refuse to tell you the new password until April 1st, okay? And then if she's real clever, she's going to be like, it's this, and it won't really be that because it'll be an April Fool's trick, and it'll be funny, and you'll laugh, and it'll be a great time. And you could do this for her, and maybe she won't clue in because she didn't listen to this podcast. So you get your buddies, buddies together all your pals, and you do this thing for each other. And on April 1st, you've got a very clever April Fool's shenanigan to get up to and keep the fun going even longer. It's going to be a good time for all of you. And it's going to give you an opportunity to reconnect in person with the people you actually care about, especially if you do this as a team effort. Get your friends together and do this together as a community of girls just committed to living your best life, which isn't going to happen online, okay? So the real life awesomeness that is possible when you unplug from your devices. Now, we know through science and studies and psychology that being on our phones and devices too much creates socialization problems. We forget how to act normal in real life, because when we're online, it is extremely posed. Um, Again, we're hiding behind those filters. We are using very specific angles that show our best side, face, and background, right? This is totally true for me. You guys don't know this, but my studio, my podcast studio, I'm doing air quotes here, you can't see, but... My podcast studio is literally me sitting at my computer. I do not have a proper computer desk. I have my vanity and I don't have a proper computer chair either. I've got like the the original vanity bench. It's a bench (laughs) and my background. Oh, the vanity is in our bedroom, right? The background is a wallpaper, like one of those stick on wallpapers that I got from like a dollar store type place. And my bed is to the left and my laundry hamper is behind the mirror here. Like it's conveniently angled. So you're only seeing about like two square feet of my bedroom. And that's where I do all of this, right? So the reality of places and what we show to the world are two different things. And you know it for yourself, but it's ridiculous how much we believe what other people are presenting. It's funny, like we know we're showcasing the best, but we don't think other people are doing that. Isn't it crazy? Okay. So I hope nobody's like shocked that I have revealed this secret of mine of like, oh yeah, my studio is not a studio. There's no studio. There's no one helping me edit the podcast. There's just me and a microphone at my computer in my bedroom. And every once in a while, the kids like knock at my door and I have to, especially if I'm doing a coaching call, like 
if you're in a session with me and I'm making like funny faces and my arm is kind of moving off to the side, it's because I'm trying to wave them away. I'm like using, you know, willpower to wave them back out the door and keep smiling at the person I'm coaching. And they've gotten a lot better over the years. I mean, it hardly happens anymore because they know the rules now. They've, they're now four and six. So it's a lot easier. But in the early days, they would try to come in during my coaching sessions. And it was, it was, there has been a lot of teaching moments over the past couple of years. Anyways, so we know that being on our devices creates social problems. We forget how to really smile. And this has been compounded by the fact that we've been wearing masks for the last couple of years. So I want you to think for just a second, we're wearing a hat on our head. We're wearing earbuds in our ears. We're wearing excuse me, a mask over our face. A lot of us are wearing sunglasses. How much do you actually connect with other people when you've literally got your eyes, your ears, and your mouth covered? And of course, with social distancing, we're keeping our hands to ourselves. There is not a lot of intentional connection going on. And that is okay. I mean, it's okay that that has been the case for the last two years, But we can make a new decision that now this is the perfect time to show up with our eyes and ears open. Obviously, I do not want to encourage anybody to do anything that is against the law where you are uh, when it comes to mask mandates. I'm not getting into that. But what I'm saying is to the best of your ability, show up in the real world with your eyes and your ears and your heart open for connection, communication, and love, okay? This is simple and yet mind-blowing if you actually apply it because we will walk around day after day and I hear women tell me all the time, you know, Lily, I'm out there, I'm, I'm in the world, I'm not always at home, but I'd really ask you to like, think about the way you show up when you're out in the world. Do you have headphones on when you're doing your groceries? How are you distracting yourself when you're getting coffee, when you're at the park? Like, what are you actually paying attention to? Is it the other humans in your environment or is it something that you are personally focused on? And I challenged a few of my clients individually to do this and they were immediately like, well, then can I bring a book? Like, if I don't have my phone, can I bring a book? What about some knitting? Can I do a knitting project in the park? And I'm like, you're kind of cheating. And you know, it's a good way to wean yourself off of the distractions, but I'd really love for you to just show up and let yourself be bored. Now, this is scary. This is super scary because immediately we think the worst people in society are going to be the ones to come on over and start chatting with us. It's going to be like the weird drunk homeless guy who's going to want to start talking with us. And he might. I'm not saying he's not going to try and talk with you. But you as you open up a space for him to show up in your life, you also are creating space for other people to show up in your life as well. So, you know, having your headphones and everything else on might dissuade the weirdos from talking to you, but it's definitely also preventing the good guys, the good humans from talking to you as well. And yes, it's going to be weird to interact with people who 
you have no reason to interact with. So put yourself in positions where it's socially appropriate to talk to a stranger. There are a lot of situations where it is not appropriate to talk to strangers. Don't use those as your starting ground. Find places and opportunities where it is socially acceptable and appropriate and safe to talk to strangers in a very casual way. And of course, like your brain's going to go to the least Christian thing available. It'd be like, well, the only place to do that is at a pub or a bar. And I don't want to go to a pub or a bar. And I'm not saying you should, but there are alternative places where it is okay to talk to people, find them. And I could come up with a list of 20, but it's more effective if you come up with a list of 20 places where it would be safe and acceptable for you to chat with strangers. That might be going and finding the meetups in your community. If you live in any kind of city, I can guarantee there are a range of meetups. There could be, that could include classes, that could be library events. There's events happening all the time, especially right now. I cannot overemphasize this is the best time to go out and mingle with people on purpose because you, just like everybody else in the world, are craving real human interactions. So do not deny yourself this beautiful time for connecting with real people. They won't think you're weird. They will be relieved because they want to talk to real people too. It is awesome that we can connect via the internet and we've been doing that for two years, but oh my goodness, wouldn't it be nice to talk to somebody in person? So whatever kind of group you um, might connect with, maybe maybe you're a young mom, maybe you're a, I don't know, you're an entrepreneur, you're something, whatever niche you might fit into, dog lover, cat lover, book lover, like whatever you love, <laughs> find the other people who love that too. Start with your community, whatever kind of community you can connect to, your Christian community. But if you are already really, really involved in your Christian community, as many of you are, try to find some blue ocean space where there's not as many already created relationships, find some fresh air, some green pastures, and hang out there for a little bit, okay? So we know, going back to why we should give ourselves a break from tech, um, we know it's a source of stress. We know that it keeps us from sleeping well. And let's just be really realistic for a minute. Part of showing up and feeling attractive and being attractive and attracting other people is taking care of yourself. And if you're on your phone swiping way past bedtime and the screens are in front of you all the time, like it's literally affecting your face. Your face is tired. Your eyes are tired. You are tired. So this is just a great way to refresh yourself and give your face and your eyes and your ears a break from all of that intense input that is coming at you 11 hours a day. The next thing is, um, again, the sleep disruption, and it affects your mood. 
I know that there are certain people I follow online who their message, I really believe in it. Um, but the, the arguments that come from that message and my desire to jump into them and put in my two cents worth, they can really rile me up. Like it's crazy how much Twitter fights and Facebook comments can get you really riled up and you feel like you are part of a fight. Like literally, I don't know, maybe I I know it's not just me. I know it's not. But I get sweaty. I get like this intense feeling in my core. I, my thumbs are just ready to power out the most like, here's my point, text messages and comments with emojis, right? And I refrain from doing that most of the time. I used to do that when I was like beginning to coach. I wanted to coach everybody and I would do it against their will and I would just leave really thoughtful comments that I thought would help them that they didn't ask for. And I stopped doing that. Now, if you want coaching, you have to come and ask me for coaching or you have to listen to my podcast because otherwise I don't, I don't do it anymore. Like come get coached if you want to. I will help you. But I am no longer going out into the world sharing my thoughts on what people should do. Okay. And I just don't suggest that for anybody. It doesn't work. They don't want it. And they'll usually feel quite offended by you if you try to offer it. So don't do that. If you hear something brilliant that I say and you think it would apply really well to your friend, just give her the podcast. Don't try to convince her that this thing is going to work for her. Just let her experience it for herself. Let her understand it the way you did. Um, let her have her own experience with that because trying to tell people the truth when they don't want to hear it doesn't work. I mean, it, it makes sense. We do the same thing with trying to evangelize to others. When we tell them that what they need is Jesus, they say, no, thank you. And when we try to impose that on them, they reject it. But when we live by example and people start asking us questions about why we have peace that is beyond explanation, then then they're interested. When they come to Jesus because he is the living water, he's easy to embrace. It's It's a relief to get that, right? And so let people come to you is what I'm saying. And the same thing applies with relationships. Let the men come to you, but also be available for them to come, right? Like when you are inside, there is nobody around you who is in an eligible position to be your partner. And if there is, they are disqualified because they're being creepers. I mean, if you're in your house and there's somebody on your at your windowsill, that person is definitely not your partner, right? Like God is not going to send the right ideal man to your doorstep because that would be weird. And you don't want that guy. It would be uncomfortable, inappropriate. So you're going to have to be in a position, in a place, in an environment where it is appropriate for him to approach you and to have a conversation with you. So be very mindful of that. Okay. The next thing I want to say is our tech creates a lot of comparison. Who, how many of you are frustrated because everyone you know is either engaged, getting married, or having a baby? Hands up. I see you. 
I really do. I see you. You tell me this all the time. Everyone you know. How many of those announcements did you hear about in person? Not that many. No, no. You heard about them online, right? Like your friend from high school, that online notification, you saw her post. Yay for her. You're so happy for her. No, you're not. You're comparing and wondering why on earth Julie is getting married and you're not. Why is God blessing her when you know Julie has a history and you have worked so hard to put your life in order and to put God first in all things and to read your Bible daily and to pray effectively and efficiently each day with devotion and fasting and warfare and all the things and Julie is getting married and you are not. How is this possible? If you never saw that, that could not affect your mood. Julie getting engaged has no effect on you whatsoever until you hear about it and come up with a story about why it's not fair. If Julie got married and had the most amazing life ever and you never heard about it, it would have absolutely zero influence over your emotions. So we cannot say that Julie getting married makes you mad. Because it doesn't. The story you tell yourself about why Julie shouldn't be getting married and why you should be getting married is what is very upsetting. So giving ourselves that space of 31 days to just not hear about all these announcements is one of the kindest things I believe you could do for yourself right now. So we want to let go of the comparison. We want to let go of the FOMO. How many events do you plan to go to because they're online and you could, you could attend this online conference and that summit and like all the things and plan all these online dates. And it seems like the possibilities are endless, but how many of you actually done when it comes right down to it, when you could be like watching one of my masterclass webinars or scrolling Facebook, I know that a lot of you guys in the end tend to decide at the last minute that you're just going to like scroll on Facebook a little longer and skip the masterclass. Even though the masterclass would have been amazing, you're going to catch the replay. You promise yourself you'll do it, but you don't. Like I know because I do this all the time. Like I'm doing the exact same thing. I am preaching to myself. Like it's one of those one finger pointed at somebody else, three fingers pointed back at you, which is why I am participating with you in this 31 day detox. So what I'm doing behind the scenes over here is creating all of the content for you um, so that it is ready to go. And I can practice spending as much time away from my computer as possible. Of course, I'm still going to be there for my coaching clients. Like that is always going to be a priority in my life. I wouldn't want to miss any time with you. Um, But from the scheduling and the posting and all of that stuff, I want to take a step back too, because it's been a long couple of years online and I need a breather. I'll tell you, yesterday I was late putting out this podcast because I was at Eben Dam, which is so beautiful. It is this little place in Zimbabwe here. Um, It's a dam. It's got a huge lake with this like overspill area that goes down the rocks and there's mist and oh my gosh, we drove out there 
and it's completely abandoned, right? Like it used to be kind of done up nicely and it would be a cool parkish place to hang out, but it's been abandoned and like it, the buildings are kind of in disrepair and all of the gardeny spaces have kind of overgrown and whatnot. But I am so excited because we're looking at uh, investing in this property and creating a retreat space where we can host conferences and invite tourists to go on amazing nature hikes throughout the mountainy areas and around the lake. And I I did the hike myself. We just kind of did a random personal hike out there with our dogs and the number of butterflies I saw and interesting insects and birds and just the sun and the breeze coming off the water. It was so beautiful. And I was not on my computer or phone all day. And I so deeply appreciated it. It was like drinking from a deep well that I needed so much in my life. So I cannot wait until we put this space together and I get to invite you to come to Zimbabwe. We're going to do like heal your heart retreats where you get to come and get coached and hang out with the other ladies. And then we'll go do really cool things that are like safaris and water sport activities and like glamping. I've told you before, I think that like my goal is to create the most amazing glamping experiences um, with tents with chandeliers in them and beautiful throw pillows and these really cool yurts and tree spheres. I got to get me a tree sphere. Like one of my dreams is to own one of those giant wooden balls. If you haven't seen them, please Google tree sphere. And it's like a, a Christmas ball tree house that you hang in the tree and you can go and live in there or spend the night. I want to go and turn, that is my dream podcasting studio. I'm going to go and get a tree house, no, tree sphere, hang it in the tree, overlooking the water and record my podcasts for you in there. It's going to be my little studio. It's going to be amazing. We have to have dreams in life, ladies. That one is mine. So I'm going to invite you to come out to Zimbabwe someday hopefully in 2022. How cool would that be? So if you haven't started a savings account, please start one. You're going to need to save up, but come out over here to Zimbabwe. I will host and give you the most amazing time ever. Uh, Coach you all weekend, restore your heart and soul in such beautiful ways, Uh, give you all the coaching and the most amazing African experience adventure you've ever had. It's going to be awesome. But until then, we're going to do this 31-day detox. So here's what we're going to do. Let's talk about protocol now. Now, I've got some suggestions, but really, this will make the biggest impact if you come up with your own personal protocol. Now, this involves using the prefrontal cortex of our brains to make decisions ahead of time, that we know are good for us, bring glory to God, and are possible, right? So we want to make decisions that we're using the best part of our thinking brain and adopting the mind of Christ in there and really asking ourselves, what is the most loving thing I can do for myself? What is the most, the kindest thing I can do for myself? What is the the best goodness, like looking at the fruit of the Holy Spirit, love, joy, peace, patience, goodness, kindness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. How am I going to incorporate that into my decision-making process around how I'm going to um, 
what limits I'm going to put on myself over this 31 day period. So really, my suggestion is March 1st to March 31st. That is the time frame. When we think about when, that's when. March 1st to 31st. Now, if you are listening to this podcast in the future, as I hope you do, yay, thank you for being here. Thank you that this community has blown up so much that people keep sharing this content. And if somebody shared this with you, I hope you will lovingly share it with others. Just keep passing it forward uh, because I believe this kind of work makes a difference in people's lives. So you're going to come up with your own time frame. I love 31 days, but I love just a month, whether it's February, March, April, May, June, it doesn't matter. Pick a month, pick a time frame. Maybe you've got something coming up that makes it a little easier and you want to spend more time focused on your family. Maybe you're doing a vacation, you know, whatever it is, block off that chunk of time so that you can really be intentional about showing up and letting go of all the distractions. It's okay if you go on vacation and don't take pictures. Like I told you about my wonderful day at the dam yesterday. I don't have a single picture because I left that phone in the car. I'm like, I don't want it in my pocket. I don't want to worry about dropping it. I don't want it dinging. I couldn't, it couldn't have dinged. I was out in the middle of nowhere. There's no reception anyways. But fact of the matter is I have memories that are worth so much more to me than any pictures. And I love to share, you know, little glimpses of what is happening in my life with you on social media. But the reality is you don't need that. You need to create your own memories, your own life that just brings so much joy to you. It doesn't matter what other people are doing because your life is awesome. So let's focus there. So you're going to create your protocol. You're going to decide how long you're going to detox from distractions. Then you're going to decide which specifically are you eliminating for 31 days. Now, you have to be realistic and objective about what is possible. A lot of you have work obligations. You cannot delete your email. You cannot delete certain apps. You've got to be on Slack, whatever you need to do to get the job done. So be intentional about, okay, These are the five apps that I need to have on my phone and then delete everything else, literally. And I said earlier, be careful because you'll think like, oh, I don't really use this app. But as soon as all of your favorite TikToks and Instagrams are gone, suddenly that app is looking pretty good. And you're like, well, I never did the smule sing-along karaoke thing before, but suddenly it seems like a good option. Delete it. Just get all the things off your phone. Only have what is absolutely necessary for work, for taking care of kids, for connecting with really VIP people in your life that you have to connect to, that you have a like mandatory obligation to be in communication with. And then let your other people, your social network know that you're doing this and that they can expect to get a hold of you in another way. Like, hey, if you want to get a hold of me during the next 31 days, call me and we'll go out for coffee, right? I'm not going to be texting. I'm not going to be on the DMs, call me and we'll go out for coffee. And I love the idea of snail mail. When is the last time you wrote someone a letter? I know it sounds corny, but how much would you love to get a 
letter in the mail from one of your friends, a postcard. How awesome would that be? You'd love it. I would love it. Like, let's be honest. I would love to get a postcard. If you would like to send me a postcard, um, let me know. I will give you my mom's address in Canada. It's really hard to send things over to Zimbabwe. I probably wouldn't get it over here. We could try it. Um, But anyways, if you want to send me a postcard or a letter, I would love to receive one. I I will hook you up with my address if you DM me but not during these 31 days. Okay, anyways, so make the intention to talk to people in person or through physical written letters. It's gonna be intense and it's gonna be awesome. Can you imagine if you told everybody to do this and you actually got letters at the end of 31 days? That alone would make it totally worthwhile for me. I would just be so excited to get real mail that is not a bill or an ad or some kind of coupon thing from the grocery store. It would just be awesome. So do that for yourself, do that for others. Send them letters, they will love it. Your mom will love getting a postcard from you. So next. Oh, yes. I already mentioned give your if you are going to have trouble staying off the apps, deleting them won't be enough. You're going to want to get back in there. Just give somebody else your passwords or better yet, help have them create a password for you and pass it off and don't tell them they're not allowed to give you that password back until April 1st. So now that you've cleared out the digital devices, you've turned them off, you've set limits, and here's a pro tip, make sure, decide ahead of time what devices exactly you're going to use and where you're going to use it and make it inconvenient, okay? So I'm not going to use the phone or any digital devices in my bedroom for 31 days. I'm also not going to use them in my living room. So if I want to use my digital device, I'm going to have to go Maybe you'll decide I'm only going to use my devices at that little online cafe. Maybe I'll go to Starbucks and do all of my online stuff there. And I just won't have any digital stuff in my house for 31 days. Okay, great reason to get out of the house and talk to people who are also buying ice caps. So be really specific about where and when you are going to use your tech and stick to it. Now, of course, we're not perfect people. You're going to mess this up. You're going to forget, you're going to have a really good excuse for why you have to go back on Facebook for 24 hours and then it's going to turn into 48 hours and then the whole weekend is going to be gone by and you're going to have posted a bunch of more pictures and realize like, oh, I messed it up. Just start again. Just start from where you are. If we're going till the 31st and you find out like from March 8th to March 12th was just a write-off, that's okay. March 13th, you take it all off again and you go to the end of the month just as planned. And you give yourself grace and you forgive yourself for having slip-ups because you're human and it's okay. We can live a life that accounts for our our quote-unquote failures. But it's not a failure. It's a learning experience. You're seeing for yourself how addictive this stuff is and what you can and can't live without and why like so many things will come up. And if you're not getting coached on this kind of stuff, this this is what we do. When I coach people, we let all this stuff come up and then we deal with it and we process the emotions rather than just pushing it down and, you know, eating over it and exercising over it and arguing over it. We let it come up. We process it through. We experience the feelings. We feel the feelings. And one thing that I'm going to put a lot of into the 31 days is 
how to process your feelings because you're going to have a lot of them. If you're not distracted, you're going to be feeling things and it's going to be uncomfortable. And I'm going to help you with that inside of the 31 day challenge. There's going to be a portal with stuff for every day. Of course, if you love something, you're going to be able to go back to it. And this is all going to really help you to do this work. So once you're free of your distractions, what are you going to do with all this time on your hands? I would love, before you delete anything, figure out approximately how much time you spend distracting yourself online. And I want you to include Netflix or whatever streaming service you have. How much time are you spending watching TV, listening to podcasts, um, scrolling the internet and and doing it in ways that is very just consuming. Like it's not really adding any value to your life. It's just for pure entertainment. Okay. This podcast, by the way, doesn't count because it's not just for entertainment. Although I assume I am pretty funny. Sometimes people have told me I make them laugh. I don't know. I hope it's true, but I hope this is really educational. (laughs) for you. It's spiritually equipping and enlightening in some way for you. Um, So you don't have to delete this one, but everything that's just like there for entertainment value, just to kind of relax and ignore and get rid of the stress of the day, delete all that stuff. But notice how much time you are using those things to distract yourself. And then, so let's say it's five hours, five hours a week, you are on the social medias, you're streaming Netflix and just kind of wasting time online. Then you take that time and now you got to find something intentional to do with it. I highly recommend if you are spending five hours a week distracting yourself online, convert that five hours to time you intentionally spend outside of your house in spaces where it's socially acceptable and appropriate and safe to interact with other people. So this is going to be your best gauge of like, how much time should I get out of the house? The equivalent of how much time you were spending distracting yourself online. Go out into those spaces, look at people, make eye contact, smile. It's going to feel really weird. It's going to feel really uncomfortable. Talk to them. Practice on people who it feels safe to do so. That's probably going to be women. All right. Compliment them. If you notice that you love her handbag, say so. If you think her hairstyle is awesome, say so. If you like her earrings, tell her. If her shoes are cute, like I know it's small talk and it might seem vain and I don't particularly, I'm not good at it myself, but I know that when I practice doing it, it feels awkward in the moment and it feels good afterwards. So try it, try it, tell people what you notice and like about them. And the more you practice on people where it's easy to say that, maybe you only want to say it to little old ladies. That's okay. They're like, oh, that's really sweet. I like that. Tell them, be in the habit of telling people what you're thinking and feeling, especially and preferably if it's positive, if you have something positive to say, you know, they got that quote of like, if you don't have nothing to say, don't say anything at all. But if you have something positive to say, please practice saying it. It makes a world of difference. Your voice matters. Your opinions matter, especially if they serve other people. And compliments definitely serve other people. It feels so good to receive a compliment, especially if we're in the habit of accepting them. So 
give what you would like to receive. Be in the habit of complimenting people. Challenge yourself. See how many compliments you can give in a day. Be intentional of going outside of your house for an hour and counting how many smiles you can give. How many compliments can you give? Challenge yourself the next day to one up yourself on the complimenting, okay? Take this seriously because it will make a world of difference in your mood, in your stress levels, in your ability to attract others to you, in your ability to show up and receive love and to connect authentically with other humans. Because even though I know you don't want to marry humans, you want to marry a man who is in that category of humans. So if you're good at talking to all of them, it's going to be so much easier to attract and talk to the right man. Plus, when you are communicating authentically and openly, it is so much easier to spot genuine red flags. If you are somebody who has struggled with attracting narcissists and other irreputable men into your life, one of the best ways to avoid doing that is to really be intentional about having lots of conversations with lots of different people because it it like refines your person palette. That sounds weird, but we're going with it. Your ability to appreciate what is is truth from other people. It just um gives you like <laughs> I'm gonna think I'm thinking about spider sense spidey senses, you know? Um but it really does. It helps you to identify who is genuinely in this conversation, who's paying attention, who's asking the right questions. How is this conversation going? Your assessment of a relationship will be more on point with practice. Relationships really are a lot of skills, uh, relationship skills being practiced and honed over the years. So be out there practicing them, especially away from dinging electronics. The last thing I want to say is a final reminder to let yourself be bored. It's going to happen. It's going to happen. You're going to sit there. You're going to watch people. It's going to feel awkward. You're going to be like, uh, I should really, your hands, you're going to, you won't know what to do with your thumbs. You're going to be like, oh, I need to check something. And you're going to feel so naked. Just uncomfortable without that screen in your hands and it's okay. Take a deep breath, lean into it, let yourself feel uncomfortable, embarrassed, whatever happens to come up for you, bored out of your mind, frustrated that you ever agreed to do this stupid challenge anyways, mad at me, go ahead, be mad at me, it's okay. And sit with it and let it be there breathe into it, describe it to yourself. In coaching, a lot of what I do is help people process those emotions. I ask them questions. And in the challenge, I'm going to give you a lot of steps to help you process the emotions. But it's really about like, where do I feel this feeling? What color is it? How does it feel? Is it heavy? Is it light? Is it bright? Is it dark? All of these questions, noticing where it is and how it feels and breathing into it allows you to process it and allows it to dissipate. And then you can move on to feeling the better emotions that are behind all the other ones. Because sometimes we are genuinely happy. We have joy in our lives, but these unpleasant ones kind of cloud them out and overpower them. So clear those out, 
process them through, and then you can really enjoy and appreciate your positive emotions. So we are going to begin the challenge on March 31st, 2022. It is a paid challenge. It is $31. That's a dollar a day. I'm going to put a lot of value in behind that that paywall because I believe there's so much for you to glean from this experience. So um, you're going to be paying to get access to journal prompts, meditations. We did some meditations in the five-day challenge uh, mid February. That was lots of fun. So there's going to be more meditations in there. There's going to be a lot of short audio. Every day you're going to get a short audio message from me. It's going to be less than five, six minutes max, I promise. Plus a bunch of other little things so that it's these little things that are keeping you on track every day, helping you to stay motivated, helping you to lean into the uncomfortable feelings and find the joy underneath it and celebrate the connections you make and really pay attention to everything that is happening, being very mindful and present of everything that's going on as you do this work. Because without the intention and the tracking of it, it's very easy to just kind of let the month slip by and be waiting for April 1st so that you kind of, you're just kind of like gritting your teeth and white knuckling your way through the month and being like, I'm going to do this. And then the month is over and you're right back where you were. So this challenge is going to help you to incorporate this new space into your life. So it's not something you do for 31 days and then it's done and you go right back to your old ways. It's something that you have now incorporated into your overall life so that in April, you start reintroducing the things that you want to have in your life in a much more positive, gentle, and inspiring way that works for you rather than against you. I hope you will join us. There's going to be information in the show notes on exactly how to join the 31 day challenge. I'm going to leave it open. So even if this is after the fact, if you're, you know, it could be next year and you're hearing about this, this challenge is going to be available for you and the resources will be available for you. I think things could change, but I, I expect that, um, I will bring it up so that you can participate down the road. But if you're going to participate in the March one, you have to sign up for it for this this chunk of time. So celebrate this with us, participate with us. There's going to be a comment section so the people who are participating can kind of interact with each other that way and encourage one another. But this really is going to be more of a private journey experience on your own. And knowing that spiritually, as a community, we got your back. We're praying for you, encouraging you along the way, even if we're not talking about it because we're all taking this break from social media so that we can go be out in the real world. That is all for today. Thank you so much for joining me. I love that I get to share this with you. I hope that you will participate. I hope you will take a little break from your screens. I hope you'll meet someone amazing uh, and, and have beautiful conversations and connect in real authentic ways and meet the love of your life. I believe he's out there. You gotta just be open. Open your eyes, open your ears, meet him. He's there. That is all for today. Have an amazing day. I will see you inside the 31 day dating without the apps challenge. There is a link below to sign up. Until next week.